talking to everybody about what's going on and with uh, the family. You know, we're a family and we need to look after each other. And that's, that's really what a church should do. And I know even though that we are scattered throughout the Metroplex, I'm telling you, and then the, the, uh, w um, the Wilsons, they decided to go beyond the Metroplex. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so, you know, some of the, the bodybuilders and things, it makes it a little more difficult for people to get to because of where they live. But you know what? We can come together once a week because, you know, when people find a, a market that they like, if it's 45 minutes, they drive to that market. If it's a restaurant, they drive to that restaurant. And they'll tell everybody, oh, I love that restaurant. It's a long ways, but I sure like going there. And so, you know, I think it's the same way when it comes to the house of God. If God is ministering to you, the distance is worth the difference. Amen? Amen. And so, or the difference is worth the distance, however you want to say that. It's just worth coming together and believing the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. Well, give Jesus a hand clap of praise and let's thank him for his goodness, for his love, for his mercy, and everything that he does for us day in and day out. He's always there. Amen? Amen. Well, I want us to pray and ask God's blessings here on the meeting this morning, that he will touch your heart and he will touch your life, and oh, that he will touch those that are watching with us, viewing with us on the internet. Uh, whoever they are, wherever they are, and what time it may be, you know, I get I get notices from people and they tell me I'm watching and uh, later I see this on the Sunday morning service where they're watching and uh, you know it's just amazing how this is possible that people in different parts of the world can be a part of our service. Isn't that something how that can be? Uh, it is amazing um, how that people can find us and I have no idea or how, uh, clue whatsoever how they know that we're broadcasting, but they are. And we're grateful for that. Anyway, let's pray and ask God's blessings here in our service and those that's a part of the service with us wherever they may be. Father, we thank you this morning for your goodness, for your love, for your mercies. Again, Lord, I want to say it again. They're new every morning, and I'm so grateful that you never change, but you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we ask, Holy Spirit, each person that's in this room today, God, that you will minister to them. Something will be said. You will speak to me. You'll bring it out of my spirit. You'll hear, you will, I'll hear your voice and say what needs to be said that will minister, Lord. Not just a sermon, not just words, but God, life will be given. Life will be given to those that are watching wherever they're watching from. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that when this meeting is over, your goodness will be manifested in the hearts and lives of every person that's hungry for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about... I'm, I'm kind of changing directions from the last three weeks and going to lighten up just a little bit. Uh, but... Um, when I say lighten up, I, 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 I just was preaching truth. Yes. 
what our world needs and what the church needs because we are the church and so the church means called out. It doesn't make us uh, uh, that we're better than other people, but what it does, it calls us out of darkness, it calls us out of sin and we're to build on that rock and live on that foundation and just continually be better people through the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit. So really that's all I've been saying for the past three weeks. I may have defined it a little more than I just did but God wants us to be people that can serve him in good times and when times are not as good and no matter what's going on in our world or the media no matter what's going on and it's sad a lot of the things that we see happening today you know you know we 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 all know what we just saw through with the amber case you know who knows you know that that was sad it was sad for everybody and and uh, but this young gentleman my goodness this young gentleman that came off of that stand and walked over to that woman I'm telling you I know many many Christians that'll say and did say I would not have done that but you know uh, uh, he he was just uh, doing what was in his heart to do and then a judge and then a judge to come off of the bench for a, I didn't plan to talk about this today but for a judge to come off the bench and uh, hug this lady and then go back and get her a Bible and tell her that on these years you need to get your life right with God Amen. So this is what we're praying for is for people that have positions of authority that they will be people of God that will stand on the word of God and do what's right. Amen. I'm sure she tried to be as fair as she could be in the trial, but the jury made the decision. She didn't make the decision. The jury made the decision. But at the same time, when we see this this judge, I'm going to call her a woman of God. I don't even know her. I've never seen her before, never heard of her before. But this judge that could walk off of the bench, and they said that's never been heard of before, walk off the bench and come down and hug this person, that took another person's life and and I don't want to get into the particulars of that because I don't know I don't know anything about it all I know is it happened it's sad that it happened sad for both families but I'll tell you one thing I just pray this woman's eyes are open to the word of God that's open to Jesus Christ I pray that she accepted the Lord as her savior amen and and if she's accepted the Lord as her savior I just pray that that uh, she will continue in that vein. So, you know, our world, as I said, is full of chaos. It's full of confusion, pain, hurt, disappointments. But in the midst of it all, God wants us to stay focused on Him and His Word. And so today, I want to talk about roadblocks, detours on our journey or in our journey of faith because there are many things that happens to us sometimes that would distract us sometimes it's the enemy sometimes it's the Lord saying you're not ready to go there yet sometimes it's our fault uh, that causes the roadblocks or the detours or whatever but regardless of whether it's our fault whether God is 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 saying it's not time yet for you to get there or the enemy is sending attacks against you we need to be prepared 
to stand and grow through everything that comes our way instead of letting it knock us out. Uh, and that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to knock us out. And my scripture reading this morning is in 1 Samuel chapter 16 and uh, verse 13. Uh, if you got your Bibles, you can turn over there. This is in the New King James Version. And it says, here this morning it says, Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. Now, we, we have a story here, and I'm just giving you just one, one verse of it. I may get back into the details of it a little bit more. But here was a young, young boy that was anointed to be the king of Israel. And, uh, you know, his father thought he was the least of who would ever be king. So when Samuel came in and told Jesse, the, he said, I've come here to anoint one of your sons to be the king. Well, obviously, he thought about his oldest son, how in Bible days, the oldest is usually the one that got the first things or the first fruits or they got the blessings, first of all. So when the, when the oldest came through, you know, he was not the one that Samuel was to anoint. God said, he's not the one. So every one of them marched through. And David uh, was out in the field watching the sheep. And the dad didn't even bother to bring him in because he was thinking he's too young. He's just out there watching the sheep. But what he didn't know was David wasn't out there just watching the sheep. David was out there praying. David was out there getting hold of God. David was out there practicing how to, to uh, use the slingshot. And David was out there uh, killing lions and killing bears. And, and the anointing was upon him. So folks, I want you to know, you may not look like what uh, the world wants you to look like or what somebody thinks you're supposed to look like, but that's got nothing to do with anything. It's what God has called you to do. And God has called every one of you to stand up and be an over overcomer and learn to walk by faith and not by sight. See, David was chosen and anointed to be the king of Israel the day he was anointed. But Samuel the prophet, um, uh, by the prophet Samuel, but he didn't become the king that day. See, many times, and see, this is the thing. Many times we read in the Bible about things of our future, and we want to get into our future right now, and we're not ready. And I would say David was not ready to be king of Israel when he was anointed. But I want you to think about that. Many times God gives us prophecies, we read his word, and we hear things about how that we are uh, to do something, but yet... We are not ready because we just now get the call. I remember when I was 15 years of age and God called me and I preached my first message. You know, I preached in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. We had a church of about 2,000. And so um, 
they let me preach in the youth service and we had about 500 people uh, in my first time. Folks, and tell, I'm telling you, I was scared out of my pants almost. I'm telling you, I, I, my, I was standing behind the uh, pulpit and my knees was shaking and my voice was trembling and I, I wasn't even ready for that day, much less uh, the days to come. But I stood up and preached my first message and did the best I could. But I looked back and uh, it was a beginning. But I've had many roadblocks. I've had many detours. I've had many setbacks on that journey. But many of these roadblocks, many of these detours, and many of these setbacks has helped condition me and make me stronger to be where I am today. And that's what I want you to see, that God wants you to get stronger with each encounter that comes along. See, uh, after he was anointed, after David was anointed, he encountered a lot of victories. He encountered uh, a, a lot of setbacks, roadblocks, detours, and sometimes uh, his journey, I'm sure, felt like I, I, I just can't. I just don't know, I don't know how much longer I can keep going on this journey. If I'm anointed to be king, then why do I have to keep going through all of this stuff? See, sometimes that's the way we get to feeling because the load gets heavy sometimes. You know, I know the Bible says cast your care on the Lord because he cares for you. But sometimes it's easier to say than to do. No, I don't think y'all got that. You got it. Sometimes it's easier to say than it is to do because uh, when, you, when you keep going through it, it seems like you just keep going through the same thing over and over or it's an extended thing you keep going through. But I'm telling you one thing. Uh, David, he never did give up. He kept, he kept going on. And so I believe this. I believe that God has given... Uh, I believe there's a God-given destiny for each one of us to fulfill in Christ, through His Word, in Christ. And so the journey is filled with many good decisions, good things, and it's filled with decisions. Good ones sometimes, and good ones sometimes uh, sometimes they're not as good. Uh, now, I don't want to get you to thinking on the decisions you made that were not good ones. None of you in here, uh, you, you've never done that. Uh, just just uh, uh, Don Clowers, I guess, is the only one that's made decisions sometimes that were not good ones. But you know what? That, that happens in life. If we, don't, if we don't really stay close to God, we wind up making uh, a bad decision. And you know how many times have I told you, most people today, I'd say... I don't know that most people, but many, 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 many Christians today make emotional decisions rather than godly decisions. And when we make emotional decisions, you know, just like people quit jobs because they get all emotional. And look at David. Now, I'm going to go through this just a little bit. David could have got emotional many times and he could have quit this whole thing and said, I don't care if I am anointed. I'm not going to be doing this no more. But you know what? Just because everything doesn't go your way or everybody doesn't do what you want them to do and just like at work when things don't happen the way you want it to happen at work you know you can't 
just get mad at everybody and get emotional and walk out. You know, uh, well, we, we were watching a, a, a program the other night. Um, you know, what do you call it? The real reality show? I guess it was a reality show. And a woman didn't get her way. And she didn't know what she was in. And she didn't even know what was in store for her. I mean, she was, she was in store for one of the big, big, big breakthroughs. But, you know, some things happened that she didn't like with some people. And so she just threw everything down and she walked out and she said, I'm leaving. Well, the guy was just about to hand her $20,000 for what she had done. But she got mad and walked out right before he handed her the $20,000. And, and he said, uh, uh, you know, later on, he went and found her and he said, I'm, I, I know you walked out, I know you're mad and you, you wanted this one to do that and this one to do that, but they didn't do what you wanted them to do and you got mad and walked out and you made an emotional decision, but I'm going to give you $10,000 for what you did do. And she was blown away. He said, I had much more for you, but you couldn't wait. You let what people said or didn't say determine what you 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 get. You could have gotten twenty thousand plus. Your future could have been a whole lot brighter, and you could have gotten thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands throughout the years. But now you can't walk in this path because you let your emotions cause you to make a bad decision. Wow. Now see. In this journey, now this wasn't a faith person, so encounters, but he stayed the course. And I think about, you know, as a young, young uh, man, he killed Goliath with, uh, you know, he tried on Saul's armor. He tried on Saul's armor and the armor didn't work, you know. See, you can't be, you can't do it just because somebody else does it. You, you know, uh, but David tried on Saul's armor. And can you see that? I mean, tall was, Saul was a head taller than everybody else. So he's pretty, pretty tall man. And so then this little kid comes in here and, and uh, uh, he's got this armor on. What well, can't you mean? <laughs> I don't even know how he held it up. But anyway, he, he couldn't walk in. In Saul's armor. We got to walk in what calling God has given us. And what God's called you to do, God wants you to just stay in your lane. You know, if you'll stay in your lane, then then things will be better. But I think about David. My, what a great victory that was when, when, when David uh, walked out there and, and finally he, he went before Goliath. And as he was running towards Goliath, and Goliath was saying, Am I a dog that you're sending a kid out here to fight me? So I'm going to give your flesh to the fowls of the air and the birds of the field, etc., etc., etc. It didn't faze David. How many times have you been defazed by threats? How many times has Satan attacked you and threatened you and you backed down because Satan has attacked you and said words to you? Why it didn't faze David. He, think, he, he was running towards the giant and he was thinking about that bear. He was thinking about that lion that he had uh, tore apart with his bare hands and how he had practiced that slingshot and how he had been out there alone with God and anointed with God and so he knew God would anoint him. So he just took the 
slingshot and and the first one you know the first he didn't need two he didn't need three the Bible said he had five but he only needed one and he did that and he slayed that great Philistine I mean this this giant I mean all Israel was afraid of uh, of the giant folks Satan's always trying to make things worse than it is I mean he was a giant but here was a whole army here was Saul a great king and he, the whole army was afraid of one man how many times does Satan build things in your mind and make you look at it and think about it over and over again and fear gets in your heart but you know what David didn't look at the size of the giant He com- and compare himself to the size of the giant he compared the size of the giant to God's size and when he began to compare him to God's size you know what happened he let that stone loose and it went right to the right spot and when it did smack it got him right there in the place and that giant fell over and then David went over and took his sword out he probably could barely handle took his sword out and he cut his head off I'm telling you God wants us cutting the devil's head off instead of him cutting our head off too many times we get ourselves in the in trouble because we listen to the lies of the devil but you know even though you know this turned to be a great victory for for Israel for David and for King Saul this caused a problem now sometimes when you get a great victory that's when the enemy is going to come after you the worst when you have a great victory and that's what happened this is this is what happened they're walking out there and all these women are singing songs and the lyrics of the song was uh, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands <laughs> oh the king didn't like that at all see when God oh calm down now calm down when God blesses you and he puts you first and he puts you ahead of the line and when he gives you advantage and when he gives you favor you know somebody is not going to like it somebody is not going to like it and instead of you getting their attitude you keep the attitude of Christ see see, that's what happened with David Saul didn't like it when he heard these women sing about David slaying tens of thousands and him a thousand and here I am the king and they're giving him the applause you know what it's not who gets the applause it's the king of kings that gets the applause it's the Lord of Lord it's the great I am he is the one that we're to look upon in every situation See, this whole thing caused David to be, or Saul to be, uh, this caused Saul to be very jealous of David because of what the women had said. He'd have been all right with it probably uh, if, if these women hadn't started singing this song and giving David all of this recognition and applause. David wasn't seeking recognition. David wasn't seeking applause. All he wanted to do was deliver Israel. He knew God had raised him up to be a deliverer. Now, he still wasn't king. He still wasn't king. See, sometimes we pray for things and we want things and we believe God for things. And maybe you're believing God for your children, but they just keep doing this. Or your husband, he just keeps doing that. Or your wife, and they just keep doing this. But you know what? David just kept being focused. 
And you know, he is playing the harp for, for Saul because, uh, and, and you know, the Bible says that an evil spirit uh, from God, God doesn't have evil spirits trouble Saul. And an evil spirit from the, uh, you have to look that up and find out what he was really saying. People thought that everything was God back then, but it was the devil that was troubling Saul. And so Saul was so angry and jealous, and he threw that spear at David. But you know what? David ducked, and he didn't, he didn't get that spear. He didn't get that knife stuck into him. But you know what? In the midst of it all, David didn't lose his cool. Is anybody here this morning? See, how many times do you lose your cool when somebody does something that you think is not right? You lose your cool and you step down to their level. See, too many times we step down to the level of, of people that's doing the wrong things when God wants us to stay on his level. But, but you know what? David didn't stoop to his level. David kept being submitted. He kept honoring. He kept, he kept uh, uh, respecting the king because he was still the king. He knew he was not yet the king, even though he could have said, I've been anointed king. I'm going to move Saul out of the way, and I'm going to take my place. He wasn't ready for his place yet, or God would have put him in that place. Folks, when we stand in our place at the right time, Satan can't, Satan can't knock us down. He can't get rid of us. So that's what I want us to understand is, is stand, in the, uh, stand in your place when don't don't stoop to the level of other people at work if people at work are doing crazy stuff and stupid stuff at work don't stoop to their level don't get down there with them stay up here and walk on the high road and let the glory of God anoint you and give you divine favor and divine connections and divine appointments and open windows of heaven that you could never open on your own See, sometimes our victories can cause us disappointment from others because of the way God blesses us. And when you experience these things, be ready for an attack from Satan trying to take away your victory. Yes. It could be a great victory, but right after, Satan wants to take that victory away from you. And as I said, David didn't let Saul's jealousy keep him from doing the right thing right thing and I'll repeat it he still submitted he still respected and honored King Saul as the king so I, I want you to understand I want you to understand that that God wants us and he gives us his word to mold ourselves you know I think about I think about Jeremiah when Jeremiah said I went down to the potter's house and I watched him as he took a vessel and as he took this vessel of clay he began to mold it and make it and put it on the potter's wheel and it became what it was supposed to be see many times we don't like being on the potter's wheel because sometimes when we're on the potter's wheel it takes it hurts our flesh it hurts our emotions and we start hollering we start yelling and we start we start complaining we start finding fault but the but but Jeremiah said well I went down to the potter's house and I watched him as he formed that image God is forming you and me today so as he's forming us some 
sometimes we don't like it. We don't like the process of being formed of what God is calling us to be. But in that process, that's the time to say, I love you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I magnify your name. You know, uh, that they were singing the old song this morning that I hadn't heard in years, and I love it. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we walk down them streets of glory or, or the streets of gold, I'm telling you that what's what the, aren't there? Aren't we serving Him for one day? That when that trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise and whoever is alive and remained is caught up together, isn't that why we're serving God? We love Him. We love Him. We want to be with Him through eternity. So why, why risk missing the mark? Because somebody's being a donkey. I could call him something else, I guess. The Bible called him a jackass. Because so when somebody's being a jackass, don't you be one too. Why, why, you know, a donkey can be some of the most stubbornest animal there is. You can try to lead a donkey. You can try to get a donkey to do something. But you know what? They're just, they just don't want to do what you're trying to lead them to do. Let's not be a donkey. Because somebody else is being a donkey. How many times have you stooped to the level and acted just like that donkey's acting? None of you here and nobody that's watching has ever been that donkey before. I know that. Somebody say amen. Wow. See, get on those potter's wheels. And when you're on those potter's wheels, as I said, sometimes it doesn't like the flesh just doesn't like it or the emotions just doesn't like it because God wants you to just stay submitted to him. You know, how, how many times have you heard me say, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Well, willingness, uh, willingness is an attitude and obedience is an action. So if you're not, if you don't have the right attitude, you can't take the right actions. So God wants us to be willing to do what he wants us to do. And that's Isaiah 1 and 19. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. In other words, uh, willingness is an attitude. Uh, uh, obedience is an action. So are you going to be willing and take the right action? Or are you going to be rebellious? You're going to be the donkey? Are you going to be the donkey? If you, if you become the donkey, then you're going to miss. The, you're going to make the wrong action. You're going to make the wrong decision. Somebody say, praise God. Praise God. <laughs> oh, me. I live, somebody said, I live with donkeys. And then instead of resisting, become a donkey. Help me, Lord, to stay on... on on the wheel. <laughs> so if you're living with a donkey. <laughs> stay on the wheel. Stay on the potter's wheel. Don't let that donkey get you off that potter's wheel. Don't you become a donkey with that donkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, will I get through today, Lord? <laughs> 
How many times? I, I want to repeat this. I know I've said it several times again, but I want to repeat this. How many times, how many times have you let a donkey get you uh, doing the same thing that donkey's doing, and then you want to point your finger at the donkey? <laughs> You're no different than the other donkey. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you this. <laughs> when the donkey is being the donkey. <laughs> now, I don't know where all this came from. <laughs> Surely not in my notes. I'll tell you that right now. I got no donkey written down in my notes. <laughs> you can use these events that happen to you as character building, training, growing, understanding, making you stronger, Develop more patience. Develop more patience, courage, and keep going ahead in faith. See, God wants us to keep going forward. Just keep going forward. See, we've got a destination. We're on a journey, folks. And see, this journey, some people say, well, when I get there, well, why don't you enjoy the journey? Why don't you enjoy the journey? Amen. You know, we just got back from, y'all know that. We just got back from the Philippines. And, you know, we flew from Dallas to uh, Doha, which is a 16-hour flight. Now, folks, it's hard to enjoy 16 hours on an airplane. And actually, we was on the airplane longer than 16 hours because you got to board about an hour early. Then you got to be at the airport two and a half hours early. So, and then after you pull the land, then you got to walk up to, you, you, you walk up. I mean, they got to fly up to the jet thing. And, and then sometimes in these countries, they still don't have jetways and you got to get off and you got to get on a bus and you got to take a bus. And, and in Doha, it is hot. I mean, when we landed, it was 107. It was 107 when we landed and we had to take one of them buses, you know, and go in and, and whatever. And, and then, you know, we had to get on another flight and that other flight was nine hours. So, you know, enjoying that amount of time is not easy. So there's sometimes that we endure. But, you know what? I knew how long we had to be on the airplane, and I knew there's a possibility it was going to be longer. So instead of complaining, instead of complaining of how long it was and how bad it was, I just decided that I was going to keep myself occupied and, and let the hour slip away rather than let the time occupy me. See, many times people let the situations occupy them and keep them occupied the wrong ways, but I decided to occupy myself and think about the things I wanted to think about rather than having things uh, come to me. Anyway, you can use these things to make you stronger, develop more patience and courage and forge ahead, or you can let them become excuses to keep you from your God-given destiny. How many people never get to the destiny that God has for them because they get bogged down on the journey? They let the roadblocks or the detours or the, or the donkeys or whatever, they let them get in the way and they never get there. Now Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 
Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 in the Amplified Bible. Uh, uh, and I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who begun, began a good work in me will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up until the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it, in, bringing it to full completion in you. Wow, what a scripture. He said, I'm convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the coming of Christ or until this is our flesh is that we've run our race and our time is over so let that work the work he started in you let it continue you know I, 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 I believe I get better over the years and I, I don't I, I, I do I believe I get better over the years I got my little things I do and you know I aggravate my wife I know because I, I'm, I got my little things I do at home and I, 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 I do this and I do that. And you know, she's Speedy Gonzalez, you know. Oh my gosh, this woman is so, she is. But, and you know, I'll just be taking my time doing this and doing that. And then when I get ready to go to bed, I'm just doing my little things I do before I go to bed. She's already in the bed and half asleep by the time I get there. Because uh, I... I I just do what I do. You know, I like doing what I do. And then, and you know, when we get ready to go somewhere, y'all have heard me, she's already sitting out in the car in the hot. And she's always complaining about it's hot, it's hot, it's hot. She freezes me out, folks. I'm telling you. I, I, the other night I went and got a sweater. She had the fan on and everything else. And so I went and got a sweater because I was freezing, you know. And uh, anyway, <laughs> I, I could have been a donkey, but I decided not to be a donkey. I just went and got a sweater. And then I, I, I went in the bathroom this morning. She was in there finishing up, and we got a fan in the ceiling. And she had in the bathroom, and she's got the fan on high in the ceiling. Got the fan on high, and I walk in the bathroom, you know, and I'm thinking, huh, I'm not going to get in the shower now. It's too cold in here now, you know. But here she is with sweat pouring off of her. But, you know, we learn to walk through it. We get through it, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, again, she tells me how to drive. She tells me where to turn. She tells me when to open the garage door or else she's reaching up there and take, putting her finger on the, the, the garage door closer in the car and closing it. And I didn't see it. And so I'm, oh, I do it again. And now the door starts opening it because she's already, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm getting ready ready to go to bed or something um, you know she fixes stuff and does stuff like I can't do it myself you know but that's okay uh, I just learned not to be a donkey <laughs> somebody say thank you Jesus Oh, I love this. I love this work. I love that scripture I just read it goes you know as I said I believe I'm better than I was yet last year. Amen. Next year I want to be better than this year. Amen. And I deal with these situations at home better. Amen. And she's so good. She's so good even though she knows I'm a piddler. <laughs> even though she knows I'm a piddler, you know, she'll just 
she'll just laugh at me and make fun of me and, and gouge me every now and then. Uh, but you know, Miss Speedy Gonzalez, you can't keep up with her, no matter where you go, you know. Uh, she'll walk sometimes four or five miles in the morning, and, and I, I'm a fast walker, I really am. But sometimes keeping up with her, I'll, I'll say, well, why don't you just go ahead and run? She's Speedy Gonzalez. I'm, I'm just the pace person, you know, just keep my pace. Because I don't want to get in a hurry and rush things. Because when you start rushing things, you forget things and whatever. But uh, anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. Stay the course with the right attitude. Stay focused. That's what I'm doing. I'm staying focused. I'm, st I'm staying faithful in prayer. You know, this morning when the alarm went off, usually it doesn't have to go off, but the alarm went off this morning. Boy, did my body want to say, turn the alarm off. And I never, I'm not, I, I, I have, I don't believe I've ever in my life hit the snooze button. I don't believe I have. I'm, if, you, if you're a snooze button hitter, okay, that's, you know, I had a friend. Uh, he's gone to heaven now, and we used to share a room, and we'd go pray and pray and seek God when we were younger. His name was Nelson Patterson, and uh, we'd go away, and he'd say, well, let's get up early and pray. Well, he'd set the alarm, and he'd hit the snooze button. And I'm laying over there awake, and I thought we was going to get up early and pray. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm awake waiting for the snooze to go off again. In 10 minutes, it goes off, and he hits it again. Well, I've, watched, I've, I've seen him hit that snooze button six times. And I, I, I'm up praying already, and I thought I was going to get He said, I'm just so tired. I'm just so tired. Well, you know what? I, I'm not a snooze button person, but when that alarm went off this morning, my body wanted me to. I, I do have a snooze button on my clock, but I have never, ever. I, I don't even know how to use it. Uh, I've never, ever hit it. You just hit the button. Is that what you do? Okay. But, but thank you. Thank you, Barb. But I, I'm, I'm not going to be taking your advice and hitting the button. But, you know, I, I, I was there and my body just did not want to get out of bed because I was getting out of bed to go pray. And so finally I just pushed myself out of the bed and, you know, got a drink of water and then I went on to my prayer closet and, and began to pray. And boy, when I did, I was so glad I didn't hit a snooze button because the glory came down in prayer time this morning. So stay focused. Keep your prayer life up. Keep reading and meditating in God's Word. And, and let me say this to people that's viewing or people here in the service this morning. You know, there, there may have been a time in your life that you didn't have anyone to train you or teach you or show you how to walk the right way, have the right attitude, and do the right thing but when you're listening or when you come to uh, experience life church or you listen to me preach or whoever I have on the air whoever you listen to we're, we're, we're giving you information from the Bible of how to live your life and so therefore you can't keep living in the same old donkey routines you got to come out of that donkey routine and come over in and start following the Lord Jesus Christ and living the way God wants you to live. See, if you, if you hadn't had anybody to teach you and give you good direction, let God give you the direction through the word that I preach or whoever we have in this pulpit or wherever you hear it. And, and, and don't let somebody give you something false. Go 
to the Word of God because the Word of God will never change and it'll never return void. See, regardless of what you see in front of you or how you feel, the truth is, I believe for every one of us here today, our greatest days are ahead of us. You know what, if, if I didn't believe that my greatest days are ahead of me, I would quit, folks. For why keep going if it's going to get worse? Why keep going if it's going to get worse? Somebody said, well, you're aging. I know I'm aging. You don't have to tell me that. My body tells me that every day. My body tells me how old I am all the time. Now, my brain doesn't. My brain says, my brain says all kinds of things how young I am. But my body begins to try to talk to my brain, and my brain starts arguing with my body and telling my, my body, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. He's not that old. You, you just think he's that old. He just thinks he's that old. But you know what? We've got to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. And, and let me say this. You haven't reached your full potential. Somebody said, well, Pastor, you, you, no, you had not reached your full potential. See, just because people retire, that's okay for people to retire and draw their money. I mean, or what little they get or whatever they've saved. I, I'm, I'm not against anybody retiring. I mean, you know, it, it's okay because that's, the Bible talks about it. You know, it's okay to retire. But don't quit working for God. Don't keep growing in God. Don't stop your potential. Get to your destiny. Go ahead and enjoy the journey and realize in the journey, Satan knows there's something better for you on the journey. That's why he's bringing all these things against you. Listen, hell may have made an all-out attack against you through a donkey. You following me? Hell may have made... Now, I don't have my, in my notes a donkey here. I'm adding that. Hell may have made all-out attack against you. You may be dealing with something that's been very difficult. And it may have been going on for a long time and it appears there's no way out or that things will never change. My words of encouragement, don't quit. Don't quit doing what's right. I'm so glad I never gave up on David and, and Tim and, and my wife. I'm so glad we never gave up on David and Tim and Tammy. I'm so glad we didn't give up. I'm so glad we stayed the course and kept believing God and, and knowing that sooner or later, one day, they was going to run into situations. They were going to run into situations till finally they had to hit bottom and say, I'm ready, Jesus. I surrender all. I surrender all. Yes. Amen? Amen? And I'm glad that we didn't give up. And I'm glad when the doctors told us Tammy was going to die, we didn't give up. I'm glad that when Jeff was killed and, 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 and we couldn't do anything about that, we didn't let the grief, continual grief hold on to us and cause us to get bitter at God. That we let each one of these events help us to become stronger in God and let our faith grow and say, God, we're going to the finish line. We're going to the finish line. We're not going to quit here. What's happened to us is not going to stop us, but we're going to continue on. Amen. You know, uh, 
God will make a way. And, and when, when you don't have an idea, it may, things happen may cause you a heartache. It may take a lot of your time to deal with. But I encourage you today, hold your head up. God sees your future, and if you stay the course, God will make a way for you in ways that you don't have any idea. Remember the old song? I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. If I live a holy life, shun the wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. Sing it with me now. I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord will make a way for me. If I live a holy life, shun what's wrong and do the right, I know the Lord will make a way for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. See, your situation is different than someone else's. And sometimes, as I said, it seems like it may be so heavy that, or the load may be so heavy that, and it's been going on so long, you seem like, how much longer can I take this? But you know what? I know the Lord will make a way for you. I know the Lord will make a way for you. If you live a holy life, shun what's wrong and do the right. I know the Lord will make a way for you. He'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. He'll do it. Now, God will bring to pass what he's promised you. God didn't bring you this far to forsake you. God didn't bring you this far to forsake you. So where you are right now, look how, look how far you've come. You may not be where you want to be, but you're better than you were. As I said, I believe I'm better this year than I was last year. And next year, I want to be better than I am today. I want to keep growing until Jesus said it's time to come home. I want to keep growing. Listen, folks, hell doesn't have enough devils. You don't have enough enemies. The problem or situation is not too big for God's purpose and plan to be fulfilled. You belong to God, and Satan cannot control you, control your destiny unless you allow it. 
Satan can't control your destiny unless you allow it. Hell doesn't have the power to stop you. I want to say it again. Hell doesn't have the power to stop you and keep you down. If you'll just keep believing God, keep walking in faith. Keep walking in faith. He's in there, Pastor. That's easier for you to say again than for me to do. Well, that's what we're preaching about. That's what we're with roadblocks, detours, uh, setbacks when they come. You know, that's what faith is for. That's what the Word of God is for. See, somebody, so I, I do good till I start having problems. Well, we all do good till we have problems. I do good, you know, until, until the enemy attacks. Uh, I do good till somebody says something to me. Well, we all do. But see, that's when faith comes in. That's when patience comes in. Is when the attacks come, instead of, instead of being a donkey to somebody, they may be a donkey to you. I already said that two or three times. But just keep, keep walking in faith. Just keep walking in faith. Keeping your head up. Keeping your mouth clean. Keeping your thoughts clean. I wish this would happen to that and I wish that. Somebody sent me a prayer request the other day and told me to pray that that Trump would get impeached. (laughs) I mean, you know, I, I wanted to be a donkey right then. Not about Trump. It was just the fact that the Bible says to pray for our leaders. And that's, that's what it's all about. It wasn't whether it was Trump or whether the president was. You know, uh, I, I just see people become donkeys because somebody else is. But you know what? I just told the lady, I don't even remember her name. I said, I'm praying for you. And I said, I'd just like to remind you that First Timothy 2, 1 and 2 says to pray for our leaders. And I hope that you're praying for the will of God to be done instead of what you want done. I shouldn't have got into that this morning. Somebody's going to send me an email, I know, or a text. or They're going to be on me somehow. But you know what? I'm not going to be a donkey because they are. Just keep doing what's right. Just as the devil couldn't keep Jesus in the grave, neither can he keep you in the trial and set back of affliction. You know, the devil's always... The devil couldn't keep Jesus in that tomb. He couldn't keep Jesus in that tomb, in that grave. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When that trumpet sounds, I don't know the name of the the words of that song, but remember that. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, oh, I'm telling you, uh, folks, let's get ready. Let's get ready. Don't let things stop you from that moment when that trumpet sounds, whether you're here or in the grave. Don't let the the things in this life keep you from rising when that trumpet sounds. Oh, Acts 2, 23 and 24. Acts 2, 23 and 24. Jesus was this, Jesus when delivered up according to the 
definite and fixed purpose and settled plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and put out of the way, killing him by the hands of lawlessness and wicked men. But God raised him up, liberating him from the pains of death, seeing that it was not possible, seeing that it was not possible for him to continue to be controlled or retained by it. It was not possible for him to be controlled and retained by it. So what am I saying? I'm saying to you the same thing the scripture saying. It's impossible for God not to do the right thing. Yes. Amen. See people say all things are possible to them that believe. Well, it's impossible for God not to do the right thing. I want to say it again. We, we, we quote it all the time. All things are possible to them that believe. Well, look at it the other way. It's impossible for God not to do the right thing. The only thing God can do is the right thing. So folks, I, I, I believe your future's bright. I believe things is getting better. I believe things, I believe, somebody said that doesn't look like it. Well, why are we to live our life by our visual sight? We live our life by the sight of the Holy Ghost. We live our life by the Word of God. Greater is He that's within you than he that's within the world. Peter said, it's impossible for death to hold him. Jesus didn't have enough enemies. The Roman soldiers didn't have enough power and Satan himself could not stop the resurrection. Jesus was destined to go into the grave and he was destined to come out of the grave. You're destined to walk in victory. You're destined to walk in victory. Can you say amen? amen. Well, you know what? My main points. I can't get to my main points today because I got to stop right here. So we'll just take up here next week. Will that be all right? Let's just take up next week. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Come on, say thank you, Jesus. Just worship the Lord, everybody. You at home, wherever you're watching from. Amen, 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 amen. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. I'll just I'll just take up here next week. Can you do that song I sang in a minute ago? I know the Lord will make a way for me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, worship everybody. Stand on your feet and let's worship. Come on, come on, come on. Worship. Oh, the Lord will make a way for me. 
Amen. Thank you. shall eat of the good of the land. Your journey will be better. I didn't get to the part of talking about why Satan wants to stop you so bad now because he sees what's ahead. I just was getting there. But next week, I'm going to get into this and talk about why Moses, the king didn't want to kill the baby because he was a baby. He wanted to kill him because of what he was going to become. So, think about this. Think about this. Satan doesn't want to get you because of where you are. He wants to get you because of where you're going. He wants to stop you from the place you're going. So I, I, I pray this morning, Father, that everyone in this room people that have been viewing with us and will view later. Lord, I just pray for my brother Roma Circle in, in uh, Moldova today. His precious little wife, Natalia, and their little daughter, Alana. I just pray, Lord, that you'll be with Roma. I just pray Pray, Lord, that you will use him mightily. Give him divine favor and open doors and open windows and bless him. And he's tried to be so faithful to you. And I pray, Lord, that you'll open doors that's impossible at the moment. A door that he tried to walk through and wanted to walk through and but somehow he couldn't get that door unlocked because of other people's decisions. But God, you can supernaturally work for him and move for him and make a way where there is no way. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, heal deliver let people see their future getting brighter not dimmer 
Let them see it getting better, not worse. Let them see their family being healed, not destroyed. Let them see their body, physical body, getting better, not staying the same. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your love, and for your mercy. Touching everyone right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead, Joy. Just worship. Just worship, Joy. Go ahead and worship, Joy. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. God, send your word to Debbie right now in that hospital room. Send your word to Debbie in that hospital room right now. Send your word to Debbie Aranda right now in that hospital room. Right now. Come on, let's, let's really believe God that this anointing that's here right now will go to that hospital room. It'll go to that hospital room right down in Dallas. In Jesus' name, God, we send the angels of God to Debbie right now. We send the angels of God to Debbie right now. We send the angels of God to Debbie right now. <laughs> Go ahead, Joy. Go ahead, Joy. Let the Holy Ghost use you, Joy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on, everybody. Let's just enter into the presence of God. Let's just enter in. Let God just... Let that Holy Ghost oil flow through you. Let that Holy Ghost oil fall through you. Let the anointing, let the power of God come down. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Folks, I just believe we're moving in to the Spirit, into the realm, into the presence of God. To a mighty anointing. Thank you, Lord. One more time, Rosa. Sing it one more time. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
got to go out of here today believing that. You that's watching, you got to believe that. That's what we do. We just believe the Lord will make a way where there is no way. God will open a door where there is no door. Amen. I think most of you here brought your tithes and offerings already. And you that are viewing, you that are viewing, why don't you be a part? I'm not going to ask our, our people here, but I'm asking you in the audience. You know, we had a computer crash, and this cost a lot of money. It's one of our $5,000 computers that it takes to do all of this stuff we do. And so it just so happened David had uh, downloaded the, the uh, software on my personal computer, my personal laptop that I use, and or we wouldn't be broadcasting because uh, it's, it's quite a bit. And I'm not asking you here in the room, but you, you that's viewing, you're the one to get the benefit of of, of this that we're doing because these people well, I could do this whether we're out there or not so I'm asking the people in the audience one lady sent us $100 the other night and uh, I appreciate that a lady from Canada sent us $100 on it the other night but we can't do it for 100 this is about $1,500 the part that needs to be fixed or if we have to replace the whole thing it's $5,000 we don't know yet. It's over at Apple, and they're trying to figure it out how much it is going to cost you if it can be repaired or if it can't, whether we got to get the new one. So we've already spent, I think we've already spent six or $700, and we put that on the, we put that on the, the card because we're believing God. So you, you that's viewing with us, be a part of this. You know, if you send five, ten, twenty dollars $20, whatever it is, and just go to... Uh, go to eoglobal.church or you can go to Don Clowers Ministries either one it goes the same place it's all the same thing Don Clowers Ministries and EO Global Experience Life the money just goes to to preach the gospel and this is Mission Sunday I didn't mention it being Mission Sunday and I hope you did something for missions because we just added on we just added on another um and we sent the money. I personally did it this, this week um, through my computer. I sent the money to her. And um, she's, she's working with children with autism. Her son has autism. And so we just took her own. And she sent, me, she sent me a picture. And she said, Pastor, because of your support, I now have this guest in my home. And she's spending two nights with me with her son, and I'm teaching her how to deal with her child with autism. And she said, I couldn't have done this had you not sent me this money. And then she's going to other places. And so we took on more. We hadn't had an increase in our income, but we took on more, and that's the way we are. And then we had this happen on this computer crash. And, and that happens, folks. I don't mean to be saying out things over and over again, but, you know, when you're going to do ministry, no matter whether you're broadcasting or not, things break. Yeah. Things break, things go through, and you have to fix them and repair them. So I just pray that somebody um, um, 
out there in the audience in, in that's watching, you'll do something, even from another country, use your credit card. And it may not be uh, equivalent to what the US dollar is. I know the lady from Canada, uh, she made it up to 100, but on the Canadian, their, their funds are not the same as the US. They're about 80 cents, I think, to our dollar. And, uh, but she made it up to 100 US dollars to help us. So you do your part and God will do his part. Now I just want to remind everybody that Tuesday night I'm having a guest and the guest is going to be Bill Weiss. Bill Weiss had an encounter with hell for 23 minutes. 23 minutes he had an encounter. He was a businessman, a very successful businessman. And going on his way, living in the world, doing his own thing. But he had an encounter with hell for 23 minutes. And it changed his life. He gave his heart to God. And now he and his wife are traveling all over the world. Him giving this testimony. And I talked to him. I talked to him last week. They live in California. I talked to him. And he just had gotten back from South Africa where he was ministering to thousands of people. And so this Tuesday night, he's going to be uh, given his testimony of um, how he encountered hell for 23 minutes. And this is one of the most astonishing, astounding um, things that I've ever heard in my life. I've never heard anything like this. And it stirs me every time that I hear it. And I know the times we've had him at our church, people come to Christ when he was here and he would draw a lot of people in. So I encourage you to in, uh, invite people to watch. And I know that if you'll, um, if you'll encourage them to watch, this can stir their whole, their whole life. I know it's sometimes hard to get lost people to watch this, but if you can get someone that's lost and don't know Jesus to watch this, it's not, he doesn't try to scare anybody to get saved now. He doesn't, he doesn't use scare tactics and fear tactics. He just tells the story. And then I'm going to ask him some questions that's, that's very important. I'm going to ask him a question about what, what do you do about, is someone going to go to hell that's out in the boonies that's never heard about Jesus? Uh, I'm going to ask him some real strange questions. And uh, he's got answers. I'm going to ask him some questions that's, that's very important. I'm going to ask him a question about what, what do you do about, is someone going to go to hell that's out in the boonies that's never heard about Jesus? Uh, I'm going to ask him some real strange questions. And... Uh, He's got answers for all of this, and I really encourage you to be a part. Well, I love you. Bless you in the uh, uh, Internet audience. Have a great day, and just walk by faith. And if you run into any donkeys, don't, don't, don't. <laughs>